You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Yep. Hello, everybody. I am Jordan Lowe, and you're listening to Kapow, the pop cultured podcast. And I'm your Kashiki and Moof Milker, Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. All right. We're here. We're going to just talk about a couple movies that came out recently and then finish up with the last episode of Riverdale. Sorry we've left you hanging so long, guys, but we've got some. Big pop culture moments here to cover, so we're going to devote the time they deserve. <laughs> I'll start off some Deadpool 2. So, tell us all about it, Jordan. What did you think of it? It was a movie about a character named Deadpool. True. Story. Who got into some shenanigans. Yes. And met some friends. And we're going to spoil them everything by the Oh way. yeah, we spoil, we're spoiling all of those things. So these are fairly recent movies, but we're going to talk about all the scenes. So, and most of his friends die, and then he saves the day anyway. Yeah. Against Josh Brolin. Yes. Which first off, I, I gotta give Josh Brolin some credit. I, I, he never was on my radar as anybody. I liked him in No Country for Old Men, but, Never, you know, never stood out to me. But having watched two movies in the last month where he played the main villain and they're totally unrecognizable, the two, you know, Thanos and Cable, like how he did both of them totally differently and well is amazing. So I got to give it to him. I'm a little worried that you left out Goonies. Uh, that was the one that came to mind for I, me too. Deadpool did, Deadpool did call Cable One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, well, I'm not a Goonies person. Oh, I missed it. We'll have to get into that some other time. <laughs> we'll have a big fight about that sometime. <laughs> so I, I love the original. I, I, I read the character for a lot, uh, a lot of his run back in the '90s to the early 2000s. Um, he's a little over. Played at the moment in the last few years, they put him in a lot of uh, a lot of books and stretched him a little thin. But when that first movie came out, I thought it was really audacious. I thought it was really smart and really funny, and I I liked it a lot. So were we, I, I don't remember where we ranked it on our uh, long ago ranking of best superhero movies, but I remember people seemed to like. it. I don't think we it was out when we did that, probably because I feel like it would have been. I, Pretty high. We remember that. I don't know. I liked it. It was in my top ten that year. And, uh, so yeah, it was great. This one felt like more of the same. You know, it. Which is good and kind of bad. Yeah. You can't, that's always the deal with a sequel. You can't get it back, that feeling. That's one reason the first one was so great is because we hadn't seen this. You know, now we have. It's just different jokes this time, but <laughs> same thing. But when you've, but it ain't broke. 
Yeah, there, there was a lot. I mean, there was not not very much I disliked about the movie, but it just had that feeling throughout of oh, here's some more Deadpool, mm-hmm. and it's hard to shake that. I mean, it's sequels. You know, it's not their fault, I guess. But yeah, it's a it's. I'd like to see that him play that character as part of a team for real, and be the comic relief. You know, that would. It would kind of stand out more, but it's like it's punching you in the face constantly. All these jokes. It was funny. I and, it, and I don't remember the first one perfectly, but it seems like this one broke the fourth wall a lot more. Mm. Like the first one, they did it a couple times, and it really, you know, it, yeah. it really made an impact when he did. This one seemed like every five yeah, minutes. I don't he was know. I, something. Somebody else said that. I, I just, I don't notice it. I wouldn't. But yeah. We're going to talk about your favorite thing to talk about, Fridgemeister. The massive fridging that went on in this movie. Oh. It was as friggy as you get. Ladies. Yeah, I... And that's what I think... Cliff, did you not see it? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, I wonder why he just wasn't talking. If you remember, I didn't go see the first one. I do remember that. Yeah. I don't. And and I repeated that by not going to the second one. (laughs) Well, yes. So you have the same opinion. Um, Yeah, I... Again, I think that's what surprised a lot of people about the first one, that it was it was basically a romance. It was a very, it's hard to say believable, but a, a very strong love story between Wade and Vanessa. And there was something there at the core of all these crazy, over-the-top, you know, action scenes and jokes. And this one, and the, oh, Vanessa comes back and it's good to see her. And almost immediately, she's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's still, you know, it plays throughout the rest of the movie, and it, and you know, he he's still trying to get back to her in a way, and, but it just it seemed off. It seemed as soon as that happened, I was like, why? Why would they do that? So yeah, I, I was, that was blatant. That the fridging is just like it was all just so he could go right. Yeah, that's, do this. Yeah, the, I guess yeah. the definition of fridging is killing a female character. To spur the male character to action. It's right. a plot device. Yeah, and that is what happened. Um, it, it, again, it, it's too bad he did it, but it doesn't, doesn't bother me that much. But the, you know, the writers said, we didn't even think about it. Well, yeah, that's the point, you know, but whatever. Um, I, I'll quote Deadpool. That's just lazy writing. <laughs> um, other than that, we had, I mean, I loved, I loved the X Force. That was hilarious, you know, I, all of that. When they, when they died, they, there was a million cameos in this movie. Like, what was the uh, the Vanisher was? Well, I, that was the one thing I got spoiled on before. Oh. I'm like, ah, oh, I hadn't, you know, Brad Pitt. How it was some headline? How how Deadpool scored Brad Pitt for a cameo? I was like, well, thanks, idiots. And then it went by, and it happened so fast, I, I would not have recognized them. Yeah. So it didn't hurt my yeah. enjoyment of the movie at all. Yeah. And then uh, we had those rednecks at the beginning. Um, you know what I'm talking about from the movie where he cable lands. Oh. And they're saying... Yeah. They had some line. I'm like, that has to be somebody. But Well, it was uh, Alan Tudyk and Matt Damon. Say what? I think Matt Damon was the one doing the talking, most hmm. of the talking. Okay. 
That's his new job now is KMA on superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, the X Men when they they're in the other room and right. McAvoy and then you know that was cute. I like that. Uh and I saw. Oh, I was going to ask you. I remember ta- talking to you before you saw the movie. Um, were you spoiled for the Juggernaut? No. And I love that. I when I was watching, I was like, I can't believe that I don't know who this is going to be. I remember there was some th- of like we break down the trailer and we think we see the Juggernaut's left pinky and like I remember seeing, but like Ooh, I there's didn't see that. there's so many of those kind of articles I just yeah. dismissed it because who cares? Mm-hmm. It, that was no definitive answer to me. But yeah. oh, as it's playing on, well, they introduced Black Tom Cassidy. Which in the comics, they were always partners. Oh, Juggernaut okay. and Black Tom See, were always BFFs. So when they said there's something in the basement, I'm like, ooh, maybe it's Juggernaut. Oh, so yeah. I kind of thought that, but I wasn't yeah, 100% sure. Yeah, until I, did, he was I didn't have any idea. And, it, and so that was great. I love when I don't know something because you get spoiled <laughs> on so much stuff. Um, that was awesome. So it was very much... Just a continuation of, yeah, but it was for the most part. It was pretty good. I like Ricky Baker, the kid. Uh, I think that's his name from New Zealand. That you liked him. I like him. Okay. Uh, and to me, I, that some was of the, the stuff I did, like when he was standing there trying to be like he's going to shoot fire, I didn't like that. I, but I like him. I like some of what he did, and um, I, I try not to criticize kid actors because you know kids. They don't know what they're doing. They're kids. Yeah. But uh, th- that was, to me, the weakest part of, like, that character is very important. You don't have to like him because that's kind of the idea. Yeah. Because, you know, Cable thinks he deserve- he needs to die. So if he's too likable, then it's like, of course, don't kill that poor, lovable kid. So if you make him an a-hole and make him hard to like, that's a better movie. But I just, I felt no connection. I didn't like him, and I didn't really, I wasn't, I didn't think he was that funny. So I did. I I didn't. I wasn't scared of him and his mm-hmm. crazy power. So I just didn't feel anything toward that character. I see. That. And he's such a central piece of it that I don't know. That it left me feeling kind of weak. Yeah. I and he wasn't I, a, a famous X Men villain or something. To, right. To to even have nostalgia about. So. Yeah. I don't. Need, that's what I kind of feel like. That's why I say I like him, but I don't know that he had much to work with. Yeah. Um. What about Cable? Yeah. He did very good, and and Cable again is not one of my favorite X Men, yeah. but they you know, almost right out of the gate they you should be taller, you know they yeah. they, they you know of all the fanboy complaints they just yeah. get it out of the way immediately, and it, it worked and all the the stuff with his family, I mean there wasn't a whole lot there, but it was enough to get a sense of the character and and their back and forth and you know the the good cop bad cop kind of routine. So, what do you, do you have any, uh, there's gotta be, like, they're setting something up, right? I assume they were, from all the commercials and things, I assume they were setting up an X-Force franchise. And then, and that could still happen with the remaining characters, but, well, I guess at the end we see him go fix things but yeah i can't yeah well let's talk about that because ending the movie doesn't end the movie mm-hmm. i mean you get this end of the movie he you know i can't remember exactly how the first ending was the it's stretched on for so long of him dying i hate that but which is the joke 
Yeah. But it just, that's the peak of your movie. That's the emotional. Every, there's no one that isn't cringing and wanting it to be over. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I almost understand how people don't get that. You're trying to be funny, but nobody wants, everybody's just sitting there, please stop. Please stop. And then they immediately work the time travel back into it where it didn't matter. Like, he yeah. didn't have to save it, you know. It, yeah, you can undo whatever he did, so whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So Vanessa's all right, and they. I think that they're setting up that because they say he tell. Uh, I swear, Cable says something about him reminding Deadpool, reminding him of his wife. Something about his humor or whatever, or weight. Oh, you, you know. Yeah, there was some line about that. Yeah, I, I think he's setting it up for Deadpool to be his father-in-law. Wait, you gotta, just like you ran down your own family tree. Give right. me, give me the Deadpool family tree. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be? Couldn't it be like they're they'll have a baby, girl? Vanessa and wait. Oh, because yeah, we talked about that. Right, they'll have a girl. Okay. And that's who he would end up marrying and then having his kid with the bear. <laughs> I think that is, that's just that's like hilarious that's pretty good. future to that, you know. <laughs> so write that down, everybody. Okay. <laughs> I always, when you watch a time travel movie, I'm immediately like, okay, what, what are they doing? Why would you do this if you weren't going to do something? And I, a complete sidebar, but I, they didn't seem to make his makeup as grotesque as the first one. Yeah. We got a lot more unmasked yeah. Ryan Reynolds, and it didn't seem to be as red and raw and nasty. So it seemed like maybe that was a studio thing of like, let's make him a little, can we please make him a little bit Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't mind, mind that. I, I'm, I'm still impressed that they do it at all, you know. Didn't, don't find some way to not go with the comic. But they, it was kind of a nice moment when he walks through that bubble thing or whatever and he turns back into Ryan Reynolds. I was yeah. like, oh, they get to do that and it makes sense. It's nice. Yeah. And we got a big stretch where he has the inhibitor collar on and they don't forget about the cancer. Because yeah. again, that's part of the comics. My, I love Deadpool in the 90s because it was, here's a guy, it's Gallo's humor. He's dying and he uses this insanity to keep it, you know, to keep the pain away, basically. Mm. And that, the writers of the last decade have forgotten that. They, they don't think about his cancer and his tragedy. It's all just joke, 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 joke. So getting that, you know, he kept joking about it, but seeing him fighting the cancer again and reminding us of that dark origin, I thought was really strong. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any major complaints. It's what I, Expected, and that's all I, I wanted. So, yeah. Yeah, so happy with that. Sure. Cliff's like, are we talking about Star Wars yet? It's all right. I don't really have anything else to say about it. I liked it. I thought it was a success. Yeah, I can't say it was better than the first one nah, just because was, of the familiarity. Yeah. Right. But it was on par, and I enjoyed it start to finish. So. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Did Michael see it? Does anybody? We can't, we can't not no? mention Rob Delaney. Uh, I don't know, can't, Philip in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, Rob Delaney, he's a known actor, comedian. He's known? <laughs> he's known actor, comedian. Uh, he was Philip, uh, no powers that joined the X-Force. Uh, Which it, I uh, wish hadn't been in the stupid trailer. I know, that's, I, that's what I hate about. That's a good joke. Yeah, great joke, but it was, it was still good. 
that again, I got got to give last thing, give some more love to that whole scene. Just the the setting up. They they did it. So I will say this: as much as they spoil the trailers, they added a bunch of scenes to those trailers that are not in the movie. They put all this about X Force. It's going to be him and the X Force, and it is not. As soon as they go on their first mission, they all die in five minutes. <laughs> is awesome. And I gotta say, that's that might be the highlight for me as well, because it was so out of left field, and so like I said, audacity. The the yeah. audacity the first movie had. Well, that that's some audacity yeah. there to kill off yeah. all these characters. I, I, so I was just like grinning from ear to ear, like, yo, whoa, what are you doing? I will say, I can't believe we didn't say this. I can't remember her name. What's her name? Dom now. Domino. Zazie Beat. Yeah. She was awesome. Yep. She was great. I would watch a movie with her as Domino. Her power is luck, and you're like, how are they going to show this? And they did an awesome job showing it. It's not very cinematic, I think Deadpool said, but it certainly was. Car chase. It was awesome. I thought she was a great character, did a great job. I would watch a Domino movie. All right, let's get to Solo. Colon. A Star Wars story. Mm, there Maybe it is. Keep your colon in there. <laughs> <sighs> no, this was the one I was anticipating. I we was... all, everyone at home, turn your lights off. Yes. Now you are watching Solo. <laughs> it is. I didn't have that experience. I don't think did. you pay any attention. I, I swear. I, I, I've, you said it before. Anytime I ever complain about how something looks, you're like, I noticed something. No, huh? It looked like crap. This movie was dark. Yeah. Did, where did you guys see it? Here in town? In Marietta? Yeah, I saw it uh, we saw it with Bucky. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. We both saw it with Bucky separately. Yes. We, have to cut, we have to tell you that Bucky, so the, when the you famous went, Bucky. You went very early to yes. see it. I, yeah, I went on Friday. After, Friday then afternoon. it opened. Everybody was working. I couldn't find anybody. So, of course, I went by myself. And... Solo? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Uh, so... <laughs> I walk in and there comes Bucky with some friend of his. I was like, well, hell, I, he went to movie with an ogre last time I heard. And, uh, so, uh, I was there with Bucky. We talked about the movie afterwards. And then Jordan goes. I, through no fault of my own, I didn't see it for like two weeks after. And I went to the Tuesday cheap $5 showing here locally, and I walk in, and who is standing there but Bucky, <laughs> there to see Solo for the second time. That's amazing. Yeah, that I, is amazing. <laughs> it is great. Of all the show times in the last three weeks, yeah, you walked into mine, yeah, Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> All the <laughs> all the gin joints and all. Uh, that's it. Almost now. Now that I think about it, this does, this can't be coincidence. He wants to go to the movies with everybody. Yeah, that he does. I ran into Bucky. He just hangs out in the lobby, and then if he sees a podcaster yeah. comes in, He's and then, then he buys there. a ticket. Finally, <laughs> I saw him Saturday when I was filling my truck up. It's getting creepy. <laughs> And he wandered over and was like, so what do you think of Solo? And I was like, and you know, we're, we had a little discussion. Yeah. He's like, I said, well, I only saw it one time. He's like, well, I, I think I'm going to go see it again. Yeah. When's Jordan going? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, here's when you need to go. Tuesday. So, But I, yeah, I, I, I hung out with Bucky that night on Tuesday. And then Wednesday night, I ran out 
uh, to Lower Salem to watch my nieces play on their t-ball team. And Bucky's little sister plays on that same team, so Bucky was at the baseball game <laughs> oh as well. God. What's the what's your and then niece's he, team's name? The niece's team are the Asylum Comics. Whatever. I sponsored their team this year oh, and got them awesome. all Asylum Comics shirts. Cool. And then Bucky came into the store on Thursday, so three I had three days of Bucky in a wow. row. So let's give you some information why we're saying we thought it looked so crappy, and we're not the only ones. There was a. This is a problem. So, uh, the problem is with one of the, these masters of low light is the projector's, br- if the projector's brightness is off even 10%, you lose all the detail. And Greg Sherman, a head project, br- projectionist for the Film Society of Lincoln Center added, the problem is digital cinema brought automation. There's no longer a trained technician checking that a film is projected correctly. These machines drift bulbs dim and they need constant adjust adjustments. You can save a lot of money, but the problem is if we aren't showing movies the way they're meant to be seen, we're giving people yet another reason not to come to the movie theater. And that is true. Uh, from what I hear, projected correctly, this was well done. Like, people were very happy with the way it looked, but uh, like I said, 10% is... Not a, not a lot of leeway there. This was it was still in theater five, which is the big theater the big we one. have here in town. Um, and the, the opening scenes are set in dingy, dark places, and it was hard to make out faces. It was hard to see even what was going on. And especially modern movies are so fast and so action packed. There were scenes I didn't know what was happening, and I thought, well, maybe and my eyes aren't great. I wear glasses, and maybe. Eh. But then they go out into a bright place. And I swear the screen would get darker and then lighter. Like yeah. it was, it was fading in and out almost. I'm like, okay, there's something wrong with the colors right. on this. So yeah, that, was, just, that was that was distractingly just, annoying. Right? They just put them in and show the movie. None of these places care. Anyway, let's hear some positive yeah, stuff. So that was them. my grab. Tell us what you. Love it. Well, that's not. I have a. I, I couldn't tell my kashikis apart. I yeah. Can, so. Yeah. Well, first off, we have to get this on the table. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. We, this is called redemption. I just want to tell you. When I saw that 15 minutes in the movie, I wanted to leave and go scream from the hilltops that they said kashikian. Like, it was amazing. I was like, I can't wait. I was busting, squirming in my seat. Like, I could not wait. To that, get that off my chest. That was the first thing I did as I exited the theater was I messaged you because I knew, <laughs> I knew Seth had, was the only one that had seen it before yeah. me out of the four yeah. of us. So I immediately. Oh, you let me know. Yeah. Oh man. I was like, that was so great. Oh, I, was, I just was giddy when I heard him say it. I was like, that's right. That's a thing. It's that, that makes it canon. It is yeah. canon. As if we didn't already. <laughs> she, you're right. Kapow right. canon is now Lucas canon. Oh, uh, awesome. No, this was the one that I was, as far as Star Wars movies, I was scared of the most. I thought this was going to be the, the one that starts that downhill slide for me. But, Surprisingly, it wasn't for me. I didn't have any trouble seeing the movie or anything like that. Um, and it was much better than I really had anticipated. I was excited to see it. I was hoping for the best. And I thought Donald Glover as Lando just... I I didn't even care so much about the rest of the movie after 
just the parts that he w- he was in did it for me. Um, I thought Alden was right. yeah. was okay as a Han Solo. I thought he was going to be really bad in the low point of the movie. It was definitely better than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was definitely a different, a little different Han Solo than you know we were kind of used to. Nobody can really be Harrison Ford, but well, we, well, we were. Not sure what we were looking for, but we weren't expecting, we weren't predicting we were going to get Han Solo. Right. We're supposed to get a younger, different, maybe unjaded Han Solo at this point. So I, I was expecting him to be a little happier, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was, I was satisfied by the meat cute of him and Chewbacca <laughs> and Lando. Um, I actually thought Amelia Clark was very good in it. Um, I thought she was just going to be a name because she was famous from Game of Thrones. They yeah. were going to put her in something, but um, no, I thought she fit in well. The only the the villain was okay, not great for me. Um, I didn't realize until after I'd seen the movie that they apparently had cast somebody else. In yeah, that it was role. supposed to be uh, like a Catman. What's his name? Oh, the actor's name? Oh no. Not the actor's name, because I think it's Michael Clark or whatever, but what's it? Omar! It's supposed to be Omar from The Wire. Oh, that's, yeah, I forget, okay. And they were gonna, but they were gonna like, Indeed. Of, cor- of course they were gonna, like, d- digitally make him something else, but. He was gonna be like a, look like a cat man. Yeah. And apparently they had filmed most of it. Yeah. And when they came back to do the reshoots after the director was unavailable. Yeah, he he wasn't able to, so they shoved Paul he Bettany. Was, he was doing a Scatman Carruthers impression. He yeah. misread everything. And they're like, we've got to cut all this. So, um, but that's yeah. what the kids like. Scatman Carruthers references. <laughs> oh yeah, he's really. All right, so we yeah, we this is the movie that was what like three quarters filmed with yeah other directors, and they brought in Ron Howard later. So. I'm sure there's a lot that got changed and tweaked and is a little up in the air. So I don't know if anyone has insight into more of that, but I don't know. I mean, did did you think he saved the movie or uh, I I have no idea what he did and what they did. I really can't. Tell. My my understanding was he reshot most of the movie. Yeah, seventy yeah. percent they say. Yeah, and Lord Miller already said they don't need credited on it or whatever because uh, you have to have a certain percentage to be credited. And they, there was kind of a talk whether they'd fight about it, but they're not worried about it. I can, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. I don't. Yeah, know. I just, I thought it took me a while to get invested. I mean, because I mean, that's how Han Solo cool. Like, right. obviously, you like him, but the movie starts with. Okay, we gotta check this box and check this box and check, like, okay, introduce him and a girl. It's a whole checklist. Which they've already movie. been together for a long time. It's not a meet cute sort of thing, so right. we don't get their real backstory. Can I talk about this for a second? Please. This was a major problem for me. Like, besides the 57 little problems I have <laughs> with it, it made no sense to me. The beginning of this movie, they are a thing. And it's like, oh my god, they're in love. It's a love story. And, yeah. oh no, he's left her behind. All, all I'll ever do <laughs> is do whatever I can to someday be able to go back there and get her. Because I'm going back there and da-da-da. He kept saying, 
And then there she years is, later. There she is in the bar or whatever in the lounge. Oh hey, how you doing? Both of them act like it. Oh hey, whatever. I, I that feel annoyed like, the crap. I feel out of like me. her story was a little thin. Where they, you know, we didn't want to get too dark, but they hint about oh the things I've done. You wouldn't like me, and well, like what, they're not going to get explicit right. with whatever right. dirty deed she had to do. But I didn't get a lot from her character. You know, did she wait for him? Did she? Why did she fall into this life? You know. I liked her. She, I thought she did a good job, but just the character didn't have enough meat on the I movie. spent a good part of the movie waiting for her to double-cross him. Yeah, well, she basically did. She le- He left, yeah. and she stayed behind. Right. And they, I, they're obviously, everything they did was setting up the next movie. Like they, Kathleen Kennedy said before, there wasn't going to be sequels to these solo movies yeah. or, you know. Star Wars story. You know, but they, they're... They, you, they're obviously setting it up. You know, they've got the, whatever, what's the name of the crim, crimson? The Crimson Dawn. Yeah, I mean, the whole, I would think that the next movie would show more of that. Why she, what they didn't show about her, you know, what mm-hmm. she did involved with that and with the great reveal. We have to talk about the great reveal there that I were, was, were any of us spoiled for Darth Maul? I was not. No, no neither was I. Not, that Bucky was. A, was. Bucky was. Okay, yes. he didn't say that when I just saw him. At the he said he all he was doing was scrolling through YouTube reviews. Oh, yeah, he did say that, yeah. <laughs> Stay off YouTube, Bucky. Learn your lesson. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I was not, so I was like, oh, great. And you, the only reason, I, I mass audiences had to have been so confused, I think. I was. If I didn't, Sit here next to Filoni's boy every couple weeks. Yeah, I would not know. I immediately was looking at them metal legs. I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, okay, I know." No, I, I, I got. I was not spoiled, but I got nothing out of that because, except for the initial, "Hey, it's Darth Maul, cool." And then you went, and then immediately, yeah. wait. So this is set before episode. This what Darth Maul would have been an episode, and I don't remember a word he said. Yeah. Because my brain was trying to piece together. Everybody what, did that. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I assume most people were like, "Oh, well, then this must be before uh, Phantom Menace." I'm like, I'm thinking, yeah. and then they went home. And were like, "What happened?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And fill us in. Well, I'm not a. I, I don't have a huge history with the Clone Wars. I really didn't watch that show. I watched Rebels a lot, but my understanding is with there was a part in Clone Wars where. After Maul comes back, basically, if, if anyone doesn't know, he was able to, to survive Obi Wan cutting in a, in half by Qui Gon Jinn or or who or Obi- who was Obi Wan cutting? Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, by using the Force to hold his guts in, yeah, at, and that's how he survived. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, and then the Clone Wars, at one point, he came back and he had spider legs mm. that we joke Crazy. around about all the yeah. time. But but there was a point where he was doing that; he was consolidating. All these crime syndicates into one organization, which is where this yeah, picks this up at. Yeah. That is my understanding. So he's the has leader. Has that meme ever been thrown around before? Crimson? Mm, not that I know of. I could be wrong though. So, the, this isn't actually, this is the, not even Darth Maul that we had in Phantom Menace. This is the just Maul as he goes by in this timeline uh, that we had in Rebels. So he's less a Sith Empire guy right. and more a 
crime more boss. More Jabba. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Aspiring mob. More or less. Yes. Figure, that's that's where it is. But the big thing with that is this connects the Clone Wars and Rebels more into the cinematic universe, and it forces you know people. It doesn't force them, but if you if you want to put two and two together to go back and watch certain episodes to figure out how yeah. this... I mean, I like they did that. I'm a, uh, Just because I knew, I, I'd been probably mad if I had no idea what the hell was going yeah. on, but... Yeah, um, the, the logical choice to me would have been, like, a Jabba character or something like yeah. that. Well, again, I, having not seen it for a while, I was trying to be careful with spoilers, but I had multiple t- people ask me, oh, have you been spoiled yet? And this movie... What can you spoil about Han Solo's origin? <laughs> he meets Chewbacca. They get the Falcon. Yeah. I asked you that too. I yeah. said, "Have you been spoiled?" And it, and I was like, "Because you'll understand afterwards." So the movie's going on, and I can't help but overthink things. And I'm like, "Something big still has to happen." I'm like, "What's he going to walk through a bar?" And like, Obi Wan will be there. Like, it has to be something of that magnitude for so many people to be talking about it. And I had almost, I kind of. They mentioned Bosk, and they mentioned, you know, yeah. there's a lot of villains running. Uh, so I had convinced myself Boba Fett was going to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I thought it has to be of that level, mm-hmm. you know, because, and again, in Jedi, Han's like, Boba Fett, like, he knows the name. So I'm like, ooh, that could work. So I had kind of worked up my own headcanon of, uh, I, I bet Boba Fett's going to show up, which I complain about people doing all the time. But <laughs> So then Darth Maul shows up, I'm like, ah, stupid Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I took the family. We all actually liked the movie and enjoyed it. Um, I liked the Falcon stuff, which I, I going into it, I didn't think, I, I thought, oh, this is dumb. They've changed the look. To not make any sense, but um, I, I was going to ask you, what did you guys think of Lando's L seven or whatever her name was the droid, <laughs> the the robot that talked about rights, yes, and then was imprisoned forever in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they hit the mark perfectly no. on that. I was like, oh, I yeah. like the the sassy attitude and the uh, yeah, I, take I, on robots. I like the droids fine. Mm-hmm. That was cool when they're like, you know, right. taking off and flip their fingers forward and stuff, and that it was fine. I I like I like droids, but what they ended up doing with her, I think they had good intentions, but they totally it's almost like they didn't think that through, right? Because I mean, they completely flipped what everything is about a droid in the Star Wars universe on its head and just yeah. went the complete opposite way. Yeah. Which has garnered a lot of hate in that Star Wars fan community. Well, never yeah, let's not get into the Star Wars fan community. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there are people who don't like anything <laughs> they say is political. Mm-hmm. Just keep your politics out of my entertainment. And I still too bad. It. It's impossible to do. Yeah. And this was so innocuous, and so there was no social justice warring or whatever you no. would call it. There was none of that. But people are so sensitive that any hint of an agenda just rankles them so hard. And it's like it's just a droid being a yeah, droid. Yeah, I know, thought they just were like a twist they, on a droid. Yeah, I thought they played played it for humor and. And yes, yeah, she had. I, whatever. 
Move, move <laughs> okay. on. What else you got? Well, I, I, we got to talk about the. I can't remember the name, but like the pir- the group of pirates. Yeah, yeah. That to me was the highlight of. Oh, the film. when that first happened, like when they, you know, the masked girl was flying around on that Empress Nest, flying fly there on the with mm, T. Maybe it's Ness. Empress Ness buzzing around on that. Yeah. Speeder. Speeder bike. Um, I was wondering if it was Lando at first. I was trying to figure out who it was. Mm. And this, I was like, that could be Lando. He could be. Yeah, in Star know. Wars, someone with a mask on. Right. We, we I mean, of course you're all, everybody's yeah. got to be immediately thinking, who is this? And I'm like, well, Lando's in the movie and he's a smuggler type guy. You know, I, I thought, and I was like, that would be so cool. If that, you know, I, I was into that. And he was, pulls the mask. I was like, how are you doing, Chewbacca? Like, yeah. <laughs> if, if, oh, no, no. Chewbacca's too long of a name to say. It's Chewy. <laughs> that was stupid. But, yeah, I, I, I like those characters as adversaries. I was like, those people look so cool. Yeah. And they're not Empire or mm-hmm. First Order. Oh, you know, yeah. they're their own thing. I'm like, that. they look so cool in this universe. And then she pulls the mask off. I'm like, oh, that's even better. She's this cool young girl, girl yeah. of ethnic, you know, ambig- ambiguously ethnic. And I'm like, that, yeah, okay. So there's got to be some cool backstory to this. And then when we learned the story, I loved it so much. Of we've been following the bad guys. We're cheering for Han and all his sure. friends, but they're the villains. Mm-hmm. And we learned this young girl, she's the hero of the movie. And getting that cool twist and oh, like, yeah. oh, I want to learn more about her. I, I just, I love that character just to pieces. So I, I, I hope there's more of her on the way. The only toys that I want out of this movie is I want her and that speeder mm-hmm. and, uh, Han's little blue land speeder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I'd kind of like to have those. I I really I was excited about the the cameo Warwick Davis had in it. And <laughs> I wonder how many people picked up on that. that. Even know well, he even, is. Yeah. I I should have known he was going to be in it because before the movie, before I saw the movie, I kept seeing talk about are they going to make a Wick what Willow two? And I was yeah. like, why are they asking that? Yeah. And they kept saying that. Oh, they're they're talking about making a Willow two. Of course, Ron Howard. Yeah. Directed Willow. That's what I yeah. mean. And, Warwick and Davis's agents on the phone were like, "Warwick Davis has never been hotter." He anyone. looked great. Now he was. <laughs> actually, he did look great. I was like, "That's awesome." He yeah. was actually playing the same character that he played in um, Phantom Menace. Say really? Yes, I believe it was Phantom Menace. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Weasel, I think is the character's name. But yeah, if you look back, he's playing the same character. Sweet. We'll do that. So, but um, yeah, I, there let's was some, talk, let's talk about. Uh, how he got his last name. <laughs> it didn't bother me. I know. You love I, Star Wars too. I mean, it, blindly, it, I, all their faults are, don't exist. I didn't think it was great. Stupid. I didn't, yeah, it just was like, oh, I don't know. It I, was painful. <laughs> painful. I, personally, I didn't know the Empire backstory of Han, which you, you may boo and hiss, but like, I didn't read, no, you know, but I'm sure either. that's canon for decades it, of how he it had been, in, yeah, pre Disney. So again, that's something they had to work in, like, oh, how do we maneuver him into the Empire? And right. Like, so I was like, well, he joins the Empire. That's weird, but what? Yeah, again, whatever. Name, I didn't, I didn't nitpick this movie. The whole, 
Yeah, it was just, I think these were blatant things. Like, I don't, I don't, I hate to, I don't feel like I'm nitpicking to point out stupid things that ruined the movie for me as I, I still enjoy the movie, but I'm like, why cringe, cringe worthy things? And that was the number one of them. When you're sitting there, you know, he's like, I don't have no people. And, oh, well, on solo. And I'm just like, oh my God. It's like, it's a Star Wars name. All these people have these such Star Warsy names, you know, that you just accept. I don't need to. Solo just sounds like a cool last name. I didn't think that it meant, you know, the <laughs> well, definition of solo. It's like, come on. Yeah. Now, Kasdan that wrote it mm-hmm. says that is what got the movie made. He went to Bob Iger and said. He goes to try to, he's trying to immigrate through there and just lays it out. He says, I have no people in it. He says, names him Hansel. And he's like, done. We're doing it. I'm like, oh my God. It is time to retire, Bob. Did that look better on paper or what? I think what they, I I think they missed on what they were going for in like an Ellis Island immigration back in the day reference. And it just, it didn't hit. Yeah. They just tried, like, checking boxes, just trying to fit in too many things. I don't, I don't want to know every minute detail of everything. I am shocked we had no real Jabba. I mean, Mm -hmm. we got a Jabba reference base, obviously, but like, I assumed we'd get to that point even. We will. We will. That's what I mean. I don't don't think, except for the fact that it didn't do real great. I think they thought it would do great, and they're going to make another one. I don't know if they'll still make another one. But we did get him dropping cargo at the first sign of trouble or whatever, so maybe the start of his reputation. One of it's so silly. One of the my favorite parts was actually was Woody Harrelson coming out in the Lando guard costume for the Jedi. Was like I'm I'm like sweet. I'm like, why? why? <laughs> I was, I, I balanced the two. Of I was like, like what? Is that's something that's familiar. <laughs> yeah, we keep it on this ship, so it's still there. Came and... with the ship. Yeah, I was just like, what is happening right now? I hope you can rewind it into his. We see they're in his closet. I hope yeah. that you can see it hanging. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? The... So Chewbacca eats people. The uh, thing. Mm. He does. That's what they said. He ate some people. I don't remember that. Down there, they Definitely. put him in the monster with the monster mm-hmm. because he it, it has eaten people. I'm like they haven't fed him in three days. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. Huh? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Down there in the mud. <laughs> uh, I thought, but that was cool. That led to a, a cool like it had a real World War One vibe to that mm-hmm. whole scene it of like the trenches. Like again, a different like we talked about. You know, uh, Rogue One, some of these, we get different views of warfare in the Star Wars universe. And this is another different battlefield that's, you know, it's not just fighter pilots or it's mm-hmm. not, you know, mud Jedi. troopers. It's not Jedis with, you know, light swords. Which what I. What do you call those things? <laughs> Laser swords. Um, not to complain, but I. I love board games, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love board games like crazy. But if I never see another pair of dice, I'll be fine. That was the, what? Why? I, why? Yeah, that part, 
it was always said, like everything I had always heard was Haunted used those dice in the, in the Sabak game. The, the version they played used dice and those were the dice he used to win the Falcon. That's what I had always known. Instead, we get the most boring poker game. Yeah, instead it's he- like, you've got, ha- this is it. You guys want to check the boxes and show us how he won the Falcon or whatever. Maybe hire some writers to come up with a cool poker scene or something, you know, with this game. Instead, it's nothing. And it's like everybody else at the table doesn't even exist. I, you know, it's like they're not, must not even be playing. Might well, as well not be. I, I think a lot of this falls victim to the having two sets of directors and all the reshoots. They should have hired Pink to be like the entertainment. Like, I didn't like the him speaking a Wookiee. Wait, did I say pink? Yes, you yeah, sure you did. said pink. Man, we let it go. I'm off. <laughs> no, it doesn't I'm, even. Uh, it's not worth the time. Yeah. I was okay with him speaking Wookiee. I thought it was cute. Like I didn't. I just not how I. You know. Okay, I don't want to be. Yeah, in my complaint, I don't want to be one of those. That's not how I pictured it. In yeah. my, I don't need to know the past, really. But mm-hmm. the, I just assumed it was going to be more of like Han and Chewie got together. However, he saved him somehow. I thought it'd be a little more exciting way he saved him. But but that or, over the years of just being with him, he's understood him. I never thought he could speak it. Yeah, Chewbacca understands English air quotes. And he learned to understand Wookiee. Well, Thor can take Groot as an elective, I guess. Han can speak a little bit. But again, like, what is his origin? He's some dirt kid from a nowhere planet. Where does he learn to speak? Kashiki. I don't know. (laughs) I just wanted to use the word again. I don't care what the answer is. Yeah. Yeah. And his life debt was... He was smart enough to tell Chewbacca to punch a pole. (laughs) (laughs) I... I think I had such a fear of this movie just being ultimately horrible. Yeah. That because it was fun, it had some interesting things, some, some new characters, I was just like in for the ride. And okay. that, that may be I what we're going to get from that's now again, on. I, it was Star Wars on the screen, and regardless of all this cringing I did, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Still better than the prequels. I still like, Woody Harrelson was great. Yeah. You know, I just said Donald Glover was good. Old Darren Reich was better than I thought he was going to be. You know, everything was, you know what? It was good enough. <laughs> and we learned there's space Cthulhu's. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I completely Yeah, we learned agree. how the, how they lost the part of the Millennium Falcon. That was the escape shuttle and they mm-hmm. used it. Uh, to try to whatever it didn't work real well. No. Yeah, I mean, if I if and when I rewatch this, I'm going to like it less because I'm going to start oh, yeah. noticing these things and mm-hmm. saying, "Now we'll wait." For sure. But sitting there, me and Bucky hanging out, what watching more it, you up, ask for? like <laughs> just the, yeah, the actors were charming, like that you know, train robberies and yeah. just action and Ugh. and intrigue and I Star love, Wars and I, love I, me I a just train I was in for it. I, I I enjoyed it. Oh, what's the deal with? Sorry, that's a very Seinfeld thing to say. <laughs> what's the deal with Tandy Newton deciding that 
she'll just die so he can make a payday. Yeah. Give me a break. I liked her character, too, yeah. until that moment. Anyway, we loved it. <laughs> we love Star Wars here at the Cabal Podcast. And uh, are you going to make us rank them? No. No. no oh, I love the best thing. What's the guy's name? Scott Ackerman from uh, whatever show. He's on Twitter. He did the most hilarious thing. He tweeted, because everybody was putting him in order right after it came out. He, he put him in order. He's like, he just had one, Phantom Menace. Two, Attack of the Clones. Three, all the way down in chronological order as, as they would be. And the internet went insane. <laughs> uh, the comments afterwards were just so ridiculous. He's like, it just, oh, it was so funny. Just people like, how could you put that above this and that? And so it wasn't so bad it had to be last. And that, you know, it was, what it, however he had it, it was, it was so funny. That's the scariest thing about the internet to me is when you see a vast majority of people who don't get an obvious joke. Yeah. It's like, how do you people survive in daily right. life? Like, how do you look at that and not know that's a joke? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Terrifies me. We did it. We did it. We went and did it. Meanwhile, <laughs> on Riverdale. Okay. So, time for some obvious. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna segue right into yeah, how the you other yeah. huge blockbuster. The season two finale of Riverdale. Riverdale. <clears throat> Put it in the drop. You can really taste the meatball. You do know that Riverdale was founded with Maple Syrup Industry. Here in Riverdale? Dilton Doily plays with guns. Big one, Betty. Sardonic humor is just my way of relating to the world. Everyone knows how much I loved my brother. Exactly. If we go in there with the entire Scooby gang, forget it. We're compromised. War is hell, Jeff. No, Archie. Hell is other people. Out of the four of us, only you and Archie haven't kissed. Fascinating. I'm going to go get a bevy. Do you want anything? A glass of milk would be great. Alice? Is it true what they say about men who have just been released from prison at me? The Coopers are one of the most respected families in Riverdale. Take your male gaze and your male privilege and get out of the women's locker room. Happy birthday, dear Chuckhead. Last night was... A PG-13 girl obsession. Color me shocked. Archie Andrews, is that why you became a mediocre musician overnight? I'm not interested in being anybody's rebound. Besides, I'm more into girls anyways. And all this time I thought you were a lover, not a fighter. I'm both. I've got layers. And it'll be a cold day in hell before a snake lets a pig tell him what to do. Okay, so Jughead's dead. Oh. Whatever. Jughead is Forsyth Pendleton Jones III. This is episode 22, Brave New World. I was. They didn't fool me this time. <laughs> Not with this. After the get whole, pretty early yeah. in the morning. After the whole wedding business, they fever dream 
Fred thing they did earlier where, yeah, where they dive in front of them right, while, they're, right. while they're graduating. They weren't getting me again. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, guys, this, it has been a while since this aired, so... And I, I, I don't think I watched it till like a week after even. So yeah, I, but I'm, I'm at a lot. I had a weird month, but I'm at kind of a loss of what even happened. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna like relive the episode. We'll walk now. you through it. All right, that's what we do here, folks. Uh, yeah, Jughead was having a dream, you know, that he died, and he wakes up and uh, FP sitting there. Telling him, you know, all oh, the serpents showed up after what you Wait, did. Wait, he's having a dream that he died. Well, oh, he's in the hospital. He saw his own, like, funeral or something? Yeah, he yeah. saw Betty and Arthur. They're at the gravesite. Grave okay, yeah, they yeah. showed the grave. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm with you. There was just too many ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> it was like shooting snakes in a barrel. Oh, Skeet deserves an Emmy for delivering these lines with a straight face. <laughs> I know, I love it. He just said, to, oh, "I was like shooting sneaks in a barrel." I was like, "Oh, bring it, bring it on, bring it to me." And find out, Fangs lived. Juggy and Fangs both lived, yeah. which, which seemed kind of a cop out to me. Yeah, like that that lowers the yep. the stakes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't care for that, but I do like Fangs. So, yep. So. uh all of Riot Night was a Hiram Lodge orchestrated mousetrap. Trailer Park fell. Except for their trailer. It's <laughs> fun. <laughs> uh, some of the serpents defected. Join the ghoulies. We've had our time. So. Oh, the ghoulies do look a lot more fun than, than the serpents. The servants are always oh, down. Yeah. It's always mm-hmm. tragedy. The ghoulies are just like, having fun. They're, They're on the jingle stuff. jangle. They don't just stand around <laughs> at the white worm. What'd you say? <laughs> They're on the jingle dangle. Oh, yeah. They don't care. Uh, so, Betty's never going to talk to Hal again, supposedly. she's. They're not going to be running for student council anymore. Jughead's out. <laughs> like, I had forgotten all about that whole storyline right there. <laughs> Yeah. I think they realized they didn't need that storyline yeah. anymore. So, but do they need to say, bring it up, that everybody's backing out? It's too good. Except for Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> it's Barb Ethel. Um, everybody's already talking about how uh, they saved Riverdale. The parents did. Not not the guys, not the hot dads like the, the, we know saved Riverdale. It was Minetta. Let's say Riverdale, the sheriff. The police? Yep. But we know the truth, Dad. And Veronica and Archie are no longer running for student council. Boom. Because, cause, you know why? Because Veronica says conspiring against her parents is going to be a full-time job. <laughs> oh. So, Jughead finally puts his hat on. That was a big moment. He's like, I'm, he's feeling more like himself. I'm bad. I almost thought, I thought even after you were down a little bit recently, I thought, is he ever going to put that hat back on? <laughs> so as he does, we'll know he's better. Cliff, who in your family owns a juggy beanie? Mm, I, my son has one. <laughs> I, know at least, I know at least one of them did. So proud. It's like a hot topic at my house. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Yeah, my da- my daughter had a had a birthday just in in the last week, and and like now she has a pops shirt. She has a notepad that you can take your orders, pops <laughs> diners orders, and uh, I saw you sent a picture. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I I didn't even I haven't even went through it all yet. She's been wearing a new Riverdale shirt every day since. So. So they finally put two and two together that since the, uh, you know, the Black Hood was at the town hall thing that that couldn't have been how, and they're trying to figure out who it was. I was so worried they were gonna just let it go. Um. So anyway, they're trying to figure it out. It could have been a ghoulie. Could have been anybody. Sheriff, Sheriff Mineta was supposedly guarding, but he didn't do anything. And he was missing in action when the riot broke out. So, I like this. Archie's like, well, I gotta go to the sheriff's station tomorrow anyway. Cause that's what teenage <laughs> kids have to do. I gotta meet with the mayor and I gotta go to the sheriff's station tomorrow. He has to identify how, for some reason. Yeah. Well, I don't get He's it. gotta look in his eyes. <laughs> then back to, my favorite place, Thistle House. Cheryl now has a new legal guardian. Nana. Nana Rose. I thought Cheryl said she was going to get emancipated. Now. She's going to get a nan, nan, uh, nan- <laughs> Oh, we got a title. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to be her youthful ward. <laughs> Um, gonna kick out, kick uh, Nana and Uncle Claudius into the barns. Yeah, pig people. So she grabs her lantern, <laughs> grabs her lantern, and goes and listens into the barn. And while well, there is some stuff going down in there, so she gets in a barrel. Cheryl in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's our title. So ridiculous. Barrels of Cheryl. <laughs> And we see Alice at home. That'll be the next thing she buys at Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> like interlocking yeah, Cheryl's right. you can dress Oh, up. no. I know what she's getting next. I'll tell you when we get there. A hunting cloak? No, no, that would be pretty hot. That would be an awesome item to have. Do you, so Alice is losing her crap out on her porch. You know, because everybody came to see, you know, a bunch of looky-loos. Want to see where all this happened? She says, "Abandon all hope, ye who enter here." <laughs> <laughs> Laying it on a little thick. Uh, I, I think I like losing it, Alice. <laughs> yeah. Well, better than we've had multiple we've had Alice, up, uptight Alice. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alice, Alice. First season, yeah, was so such a go getter and so mean. And the second season, she's just subdued and whiny. And now she's lost her mind. Maybe my favorite. And Thunder Alice. Um, <laughs> they really did. We were at game. a uh, junior high baseball game. My nephew was playing this year in seventh grade. Right. In between innings, they play music. And for like the third inning, we hear Thunder. <laughs> and I like, I look over, it's like, uh, is Alice going to come walking yeah, out of the field? she comes strutting in. <laughs> I can't hear that song now. So then what's so great, uh, 
Uh, Archie keeps his appointment at the sheriff's, sheriff's station, takes him in the room behind the two-way mirror, <laughs> and they have a house set in there and put a black hood on his head. <laughs> Police work. He said, ah, yeah, that's my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. That's how. <laughs> One of the black hoods, he says. He's pointing out, you know, can't fool me. But Mineta's not having it. Um... Betty's talking to uh, Senior Archie, and she's just complaining about her dad. Then we get a little ba- boy's bathroom scene. Kevin goes in to check on Moose, and, you know, Midge's locker was trashed in the riot. Moose is all upset. All the notes people left for her made him sad. Their books, their stuffed animals, they... They decide to hug it out. <laughs> and they finally get a big smooch. Finally, we get some satisfaction in these guys to show their true feelings. Not old midge clumpsters out of the picture. Okay. Guess what? Reggie Mantle is not ready to be a leader of man. <laughs> <laughs> He's an artist. What, what is he talking about? He's an artist, not a politician. Since when is he an artist? I don't know. Does he draw? Or no, I'm sorry. That must have been Josie said that. She's out of it too. Yeah, Josie. I forgot everybody was dropping out. Yes. Yeah. And what's up? Like, I feel like they're going to do something with that. With Josie and Reggie. Remember when they were were making out at at the Jingle Jangle? That seems too easy. It's got to be Jeggy. Jeggy? Jeggy. Jeggy. I don't know. It's not going to work. Reggie Cat. Don't even do it. <laughs> okay. So everybody's out of the uh, student council yeah. president race. So then they're having a swords and serpents meeting. And they're talking about they're going to be bussed out of there. And he, how Weatherby blames them for trashing the school during a riot night. Sweepy's all upset. And Jughead's like, well, to be fair, Sweepy. <laughs> <laughs> You actually were the one doing that. Ah. <laughs> uh, decides he can't keep fighting for a gang that doesn't even exist. And then we have... Cheryl goes in the ladies' room. A little... Sees Veronica. And says so she saw her strapping conquistador father. <laughs> I think she called him conquistador. In the barn. <laughs> it looked like a little collusion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get your politics in my Riverdale. <laughs> Two great days taste, taste great together. Um, so they're thinking about getting the maple trade. The lodges are, and Veronica says, "Yeah, so it's not you that enlisted Claudius to impersonate the Black Hood." I don't know. Here we go, the white worm. Now, I wrote down, I don't know if this is when this happens or not, but I wrote down a line Cheryl says. At some point, she says, I thought it was here. She says, oh, I'm off to deliver some nibbles to my Cherie at the white worm. Mon Cherie. <laughs> yeah, I, we must not be there. Though. Maybe not. Maybe it was there. So, I can't believe I wouldn't have screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
Betty's talking Veronica. Her dad killed Midge. He shot Moose. I hate him. FP's drinking again. We got good. He got fired from the uh, yeah. He's laying Pops. there, laying there, and is of all the things Hiram's done, mm. this might be the worst. <laughs> yep. So he's celebrating. He's no longer <laughs> Hiram Lodge's bus boy. Well, it's time, boy. He says, "Skip town." You bet your ass you're going to Toledo. <laughs> Jelly bean. Uh, we're only taking the bikes to pack light. Back to the campaign. Uh, Brett's key to victory is the South Side vote. They sell a lot of votes around here. So mm. Archie was giving the Bulldog votes to Reggie, and now they're trying to get the South Side votes. But they don't usually vote historically because they feel marginalized of course um, I watch CNN I know what's up with Riverdale politics <laughs> uh, you don't you mean you read the blue and gold that's where you get your real um got an anonymous tip Mineta says and they found the black hood I guess fortunately engaged them in a firefight unfortunately unfortunately He's dead. But he's the guy, and who was it? Tallboy. Tallboy, as, as predicted. Ex-gang member, Gerald Petit. Uh, Jared, my brother and former guest on the show, wanted me to be sure and remind everyone that Tallboy was his guest mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the Black okay. Hood saga. And he, have, he so he's ended up being kind of right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. I don't want tall boys die off screen. Mm-hmm. It, that's, that's and then I just randomly nothing. assign him a hood I with no plot that, that is it was a, it, to yeah. That. It definitely was something that did not ring right with me when they didn't show him. And so, I mean, could they just not get the actor? Right. He's hadn't been on the show for a while. Yeah. But to just say it and write it yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, if you need to kill him off or write him off the show, that's a thing. But to to this is kind of a major plot point, and yeah. it's just we just did it in dialogue. And, like, you're, he's, he's, and you're getting he, this information. Poochie went back to his home planet, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're getting this information from an unreliable source, Mineta. It's like I don't, I don't know. I didn't trust it at the time, and then we never get any other. Yeah, and that's super unreliable because you ne- like you can't trust right. anything he says. Yeah, and so. unfortunately, he was killed. Yeah, you know, it seems like. Oh. I mean, is something other another? Well, I don't. I don't drop. remember getting any real closure from that. We did so, not. Yeah. No. Um. Then we get Crazy Polly's back with the babies, Dagwood <laughs> and whatever. What the hell? Chevy. Chevy. <laughs> <Chibby. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So then Hermione is talking to Veronica. Juniper. Juniper. Yeah. Whew. That was going to bug me. Yeah, I thought your head was going to explode. Oh, man. Hermione's trying to kind of talk with uh, Veronica, get her, kind of help her fight back against her dad. So she tells her she could, should go buy the white worm because he wants the white worm. And But you'll need the money. So she want, goes to her dad and wants the million dollars that he plundered. And... They fight about it, of course. So, 
she starts telling all the stuff he did. Fake black hood attacks, Papa Poutine's murder, crippling in Nick St. Clair. Jughead's upset because he's just like, of course, Tallboy did this. Of course. Freaking Tallboy. Then we get Little Red Riding Hood here. Uh, Cheryl's got a bunch of cherry tarts here or something. And she is, yeah, this is where it was. She was off to deliver some nibbles <laughs> to Mashiri and her chums at the White Worm. <laughs> what a perfect serpent. Yeah. <laughs> All serpents need nibbles. <laughs> Archie and Chuck are sitting there eating cereal, I think. I can't tell what it is. It's like no cereal I've ever seen. It's like a weird marshmallow thing. But anyway. No, I think it was ice cream. Oh, maybe it was ice cream. Because I, I wrote down. Oh, yeah, it does have like clothes and sprinkles and cherries and stuff. On yeah, it. I wrote down angry ice cream eating. <laughs> he says, guess who's drinking again and wants us to move to Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So Cheryl comes in and says, zip it and listen. We gotta get to the white worm. She's already called Tony to give her the heads up. My mumsy warned me. <laughs> sheriff, uh, uh logic, higher logic cyborg sheriff is raiding your bar tonight. Things turn violent. Serpents end up shot. Well, so much the better. So they go down there. Tell them, warn them. If we want our stalls to remain uncracked. We gotta get out of here. There's nowhere to go, according to Sweepy. And they've got it set up like a homeless shelter already. Like, right. I liked, I liked where they're like walking through the streets, hiding behind statues and stuff, trying to get across town. Wait, they finally make it to Fred's. I wrote down it. <laughs> White worm re- refugees yep. through the streets. They just go to Archie's house. It was totally stupid. <laughs> Well, that way they can get some food and Fred yeah, will give them breakfast. Yeah. He he's worked making <laughs> eggs. He used to work in the diner. And Archie will guard them all night with a bat. He's like, hey, I'll take uh, two chicks on a raft jug or a stack of Vermont hop for you. He's like, I worked at Pops for something. <laughs> so <laughs> hilarious. Bulldogs helping serpents. Freddie Andrews opening his house to a bunch of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, so there's a face off at the high school. Got the North Siders and the South Siders, everybody up against Weatherby. And everybody's ready to walk out. He's like, we're going to, okay, might as well walk out. They're expelled. Can't, Archie can't believe. He's like, you're going to have to expel me. <laughs> well, that was a get to class. So, Cheryl really likes the Tony's jacket. And, uh, or no, she's got a jacket on. They gave Cheryl a jacket. Tony yeah, had a jacket. Jackets so, on. Cheryl points out that everything looks good on her. Well, maybe they should make it official. Make her a serpent. Um, Veronica's got inside information telling Jug that the father's making a, her father's making a play now to buy the white worm. And 
along with him firing Jug's dad from Pops. Where no, what, none of terrible. this made any sense. <laughs> I won't be season season long. Mm-hmm. I'm still lost of Hawkins' master plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what what he's doing. She was gonna try to buy it, but and it can, and 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 tangentially to that, it makes Veronica such a weak character. Of like, you know, we talked about Archie being a numbskull, but he was given some redemption where it's like you know he's been traumatized by his dad getting hurt, and it's made him make some dumb decisions. That at least gives him a reason. You know, Jughead has done some dumb things. I'm like, wait, why is he all in on the serpents and crazy about the South Side when he never lived there? You know, and it's like, but we've got that, you know, weight of his father and his legacy and all that stuff. But Veronica, she just becomes a criminal for a while and then just adjusts as quickly as like, you shouldn't be bad, Daddy. We can't do crimes. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you're just all over the place, Riverdale. And that's so, why we love you. Hiram comes there and she says, well, I bought the white worm a couple hours ago, but I'll trade you for Pops. And that stops. Pops is like the cornerstone of... Don't say that like it's a question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like nothing bad can happen as long as Pops stands exactly right. Nobody's ever been hurt of Pops. (laughs) (laughs) Never been mopping up blood. Death Diner. No, she um, she gives Hiram exactly what he wants, just because Pops is where she hangs out at. It doesn't make a lot of like if she's out to stop him. Hiram basically ends the season in control of the South Side, right? Right. And can do whatever he wants in prison and whatever he was going to do. But they can go get milkshakes. Yeah. All that matters. Or ice cream. Well, Betty's going to, you know, she's worried the babies are, can evil be passed on? Drug it's like the baby's not evil. Shut up. (laughs) Um... Jughead says, uh, Betty's voting for you, Archie. He said, that, you know, he's like, I'm not wrong. So she goes to see Hannibal Lecter. Betty goes down to the Hannibal Lecter cell to see her dad. And that was stupid. And <laughs> I'll always be with you, Betty. Yeah, that was overplayed too. If, if, if we want to go over all my complaints about every character, like, Betty's fear of her own darkness and that, like, right. yeah. So anyway, somehow Archie still gets voted president. Did he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, congratulations. Yep. And Weatherby announces over the loudspeaker. By the way, Southside is installed. Down by Sweetwater, and all the serpents are there. Where the first serpent meeting took place. This is my favorite part. Listen up now! I right, listen up. Some sixty years ago, the very first serpent meeting took place on these same riverbanks. It makes sense that this is where we gather now, where I, where I say my goodbye. Jughead, would you step up here, son? I say my goodbye, Jughead. Will you step up here, son? 
I'm retiring. For real this time. For reals. Yeah, what are you doing? Whoa. What I should have done a long time ago. I'm retiring from the serpents. For real this time. Whoa. My boy. My boy has never stopped fighting for this crew. But my boy. He died for it. <laughs> That's why I'm giving you I'm giving the mantle. You the mantle. Thanks to the friend of East End Now is your first official duty as Serpent King. Um, and now is your first official duty. This is totally ridiculous. And I think you know what to do. It's your first this. official duty as Serpent King. I think you know what to do with this. And he whips out <laughs> Carly's next purchase. <laughs> the reddest Southside jacket you ever saw. Cherry red. Here's so what what has Cheryl done to win FP's undying approval? Totally, besides just did being not Cheryl. see this coming. Yeah. Why doesn't like, she have to do the serpent red, dance? When he got out the red jacket, I thought this was for Betty. And it's Jughead's girlfriend. That would make sense, right? But then she I was would be overjoyed. Like she would be like the new queen, right? If he's the but I was overjoyed when the camera turned to <laughs> Cheryl walking up in her. Above the knee, red <laughs> boots the match. Well, okay. So Cheryl saved Tony. She took some nibbles down to the yeah. uh, <laughs> serpent. That's what earned it. Yeah. yeah. She did. She warned everybody. Top she, nibbles. Yeah. She warned everybody about everything. Because yeah. the cops were coming and there was could, there could be, you know, some serpents. Is shot. anybody going to scream in her face? Don't <laughs> right. you have to do all that to get initiated? I want to see Well, Tallboy's dead, so he can't do it. No, I would like to see her initiation. <laughs> Sounds like she's got a jacket, and that's it. She's in no matter what. Hermione won. She's the mayor now, right? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is better than a whole season of Fred being mayor, because what, mm-hmm. what would the drama be there of him well, figuring out you know parking problems and... It was also weird, like, when they have their, like, Legion of Doom moment with Hiram. And they're like, where's Hermione? He's like, oh, she can't be part of this. She's mayor now. <laughs> I was like, that was the whole goal. <laughs> Archie goes and faces off against Hiram and says, I know what you did. You did this and that and the other. And one of the things he mentions is that the kid from the gas station or whatever that's held him up at the cabin and says, I practically saw that murder, he tells him. It's a little foreshadowing. And Ghoulies almost killed Jughead. He's just like, you're delusional, Archie. <laughs> As if it's not... Uh, I mean, it's, I, he's totally gaslighting Archie. Um, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to make my bones once and for all. Oh my god. <laughs> Again. Uh, they want to reopen that speakeasy, by the way. The kids are at the chocolate shop. They got it now. They can hang out and open speakeasies while they're 15. What's well, a bit of a drop for me? What was going to open a gambling yeah, the like casino? A casino. Mm-hmm. So to go from a casino yeah. to a chocolate shop. It's a little more mild. A cabaret space for world class entertainment. You know. After, after, <laughs> after school. 
Um, I'm guessing it'll be just Josie. The, yeah, the oh, or the I'm sure. Yeah, she's an artist. Um, <laughs> in fact, <laughs> uh, Veronica wants FP to manage it, which makes perfect sense. Because he's a drunk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your dad loves alcohol, right? Yeah. Come to the basement. Then we got a meeting in the Legion of Doom. Uh, we've got Manetta, um, Snake Cheryl's, Charmer, Cheryl's mom. Yeah. We got Claudius, uh, the ghoulie guy, Malachi. Wait, are we, we need to coin a name for this, this team up. It's, oh. I don't know, Legion mm. of something. Oh, keep, we'll chew on that. We'll come up with it yeah. in a few. Because I'm sure season three, that's going to be a big thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. What would they be? They're parallels of... <laughs> Don't worry. Cheryl will come up with something for us. <laughs> season three. Hmm. You promised me a brothel, Hiram. All in good time, Madam Blossom. <laughs> What about your daughter and her meddlesome friends? Steps were taken to dissolve the very glue that holds them together. And we're like, what's going to happen? Meanwhile, Crazy Polly. Yeah. This is setting up something else for next season. Yeah, this is season three she's right She's got here. a friend at the farm that can help Alice. Because she's crazy now. So she's going to the farm. Says she knows a healer. I want to know who the healer is. Oh, I don't know. Magic, maybe? We need some magic. I'm uh, guessing it's, it's probably like Jason Priestley or... <laughs> so then we even get... Uh, uh, we got Jughead and Betty I'm and Ben. We Nev Campbell. That would be my oh, guess. Oh, that would be appropriate. Yeah. She's yeah. of that caliber. Yeah. Um, She's not too good to be on this show. <laughs> She's on Skyscraper or whatever it is. Uh, so anyway, Ju- uh, Jug and Betty or... Or Topanga from Boy Meets World. <laughs> oh, you guys have genius ideas. That's even better. Who else? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, sorry, I, w- I was all stuck on Party 5. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Lacey Chabert. <laughs> yeah, as well. She's all cast. <laughs> It'll be Scott Wolf. Um, <laughs> we gotta get one of the five. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Jack and Betty are banging it out. And <laughs> he says, now that I'm the Serpent King. I think they're at the five seasons. <clears throat> Yeah, maybe. I am the Serpent King. He says I, <laughs> I can do anything. He wants her to be his queen. Oh, what about that red jacket? <laughs> Are you asking me to join the serpents? Which didn't? Isn't she a serpent? I thought that she did the dance. I don't know. They wouldn't even They're... accept her in the swords and serpents. So, I think this club needs some rules in for us. Mm. They seem a little scattered. One of the best shots, though, is when Joe's, they're at the pep rally or whatever, and Josie's singing the Star Spangled Banner, and uh, they all got their hands on their hearts, except Reggie has a fist on his heart, and he's like, ah, I gotta show you the picture. Sorry, people. 
was awesome. Oh, Only Reggie could headbang to the Star Yeah, so she's singing, and then uh, Hiram's grinning, and in comes Manetta and the boys, and they say, Archie Andrews, you're under arrest for the murder of Shadow Lake resident Cassidy Bullock. That was the uh, kid that he practically saw get murdered by Andre. Heard the gunshot, and of course Andre it was. 3000. Mm-hmm. Andre's gone now. He can't. He can, can't. Help Archie, so that's what we're looking at next season. So finally, when we got Archie, where you say people don't act like the way they should, he's finally acting the way he should. Yeah, as like student council president, yeah. he's back yeah. to help. He, you know, he's, he's the good guy. He wants to protect his dad, and he yeah. and he hates the bad guys again. And now he's going to be like convict Archie. Yeah, I don't know, but there better be a mop in the next cell. No doubt. What did you guys think of? I mean. There were a lot of storylines that they just never wrapped up at all for I, season two. After that next to last episode being such a high note, this one was this one was a come down for me. I I yeah. was I was like, okay, it's over, fine. We never got a mention of what happened to Chick. That was the big thing. Chick, we yeah. don't know if he's alive or dead. Right. Um there was nothing for Cam girl Betty. Like, what happened there? She just gave it up? Or. Well, she learned she doesn't have darkness inside her. I something. guess. And what the hell happened to Dilton? Oh. After he got stabbed. Yeah, they totally left that thread hanging. Stabbed himself and then left the show. I think Dilton's. Oh, the you healer. didn't watch the after credit scene? <laughs> Was that not on the app of Dilton rising from his hospital bed? He's the, he's the dun, healer. Dun, 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 dun. Out on dun, the dun, farm. Dun, 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 dun. Um, the other thing I wrote. <laughs> he's the farm guy. He's the farm guy. The other thing I wrote down uh, in my notes was: Was season two too long? Yes. Because season one only had thirteen episodes, I think, and this mm. one had twenty-two. I I enjoy the heck out of this show, but there's a lot of wasted yeah. filler space. And I think if you condense all the crazy, you, you, you just get like this last, next to last episode. Where yeah. It's just, it's just battle to the metal craziness. So yeah, this episode didn't do a lot for me other than when Cheryl got her jacket. I was happy with that. That was great. And you put the pre-order in the hot yeah. topic. Yep, hop top, hop top in my house. What are we gonna call it? There's that team for what? The bad guys now. They've got oh. like a super team. Well, we've of got bad guys. we've got a whole we've got months to figure. Oh out. my gosh! Now we have a minute. They're pig people. They're in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl called it. <laughs> Legion of Swine. Uh, I may have to do for now. All right, that's it. So, what are we calling it? What are we calling it? Barrels of Cheryl? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. All right. We did it. Season two, Riverdale. We'll see you next year, everybody. That's that's in the books. (laughs) You can, if you're just uh, Netflixing it, Mm -hmm. 
We have a whole season's worth of content. You can go back and pause your net. Don't don't let the Netflix go to the next one on a ticking. Don't let that ticking clock. Yeah. It's so like stressful. It's like I don't have time to go to the next one. Pause it. Stop it. Turn off your TV. Turn on the podcast and interchange them. You don't want to burn through season two. You want to enjoy it. You want to take your time. Jordan misses having commercials. <laughs> I do. <laughs> They're there for a reason, and it's for our own good. He can't hold it. Oh. <laughs> All right, sign us out. As always, you can find us at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, youdownkpp.com, and most places you can find podcasts. That's right. Right? I mean, that's that's a true statement. It is known. Uh, <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. Oh, and yes, stay tuned to our next episode for a special guest. We're bringing in our pal Jesse Starcher to give us another quiz. Oh, so you can play along with our comic book quiz. Mm-hmm. So until then, I am Jordan Lowe signing out. I'm Cliff Barnes. What's up? Bye forever. Every day is over for now. Uh, can't believe you guys didn't like Jaggy. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.